This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. One tale comes to an end for now. You would be the model of forgiveness and grace. And one is just beginning. You as future king have a duty. People will never understand how it's really been for me. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Wednesday, November 9th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Glee creator Ryan Murphy is looking back on the show with benefit of hindsight, appearing on And That's What You Really Missed, the podcast hosted by Glee veterans Jenna Ushkowitz and Kevin McHale. Murphy spoke about how the series handled the death of lead actor Corey Monteith in 2013. Have a listen. If I had to do it again, hmm. I wouldn't, I would, we would have stopped for a long time. Yeah. And, um, Different world, right? Probably not come back. I don't think we would have come back. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Now, if this had happened, I would be like, that's the end. Because you can't really recover from something like that. And right. also, it wasn't like a normal death where someone was sick and you can see them. It happened so quickly with no warning. Monteith, who played music-loving football jock Finn Hudson on Glee, died from a combination of drug and alcohol toxicity in July 2013 at the age of 31. A month later, the show, which had been airing on Fox since 2009, filmed a tribute episode titled The Quarterback. Glee would continue on with its fifth season and end with season six in 2015. Any lingering tension or negativity between Laguna Beach co-stars Lauren Conrad and Kristen Cavallari is officially donezo. When the MTV reality series first aired way back in 2004, its storyline hinged upon the love triangle between Conrad, Cavallari, and Stephen Coletti. Now, in a discussion on the Back to the Beach podcast, the women revealed that a lot of what went down between them, the fights, harsh words, and rivalry, was largely made up. On the latest episode, Cavallari said, quote, My take on it is you and I never really had any beef. Obviously, there was a little truth to what happened with the three of us, but I felt like MTV coming kept it alive and made it way worse than it ever would have been. Now, there is some truth to the pair initially being at odds. Conrad shared that about a week before the series began filming, she and Cavallari got into a spat at a school dance, but that it had resolved itself afterward. You can see video and read more highlights of the interview, including Conrad's apology to Cavallari for calling her a slut at EW.com. Millie Bobby Brown is ready to tell the story of a girl named Lucky on screen. The Stranger Things star revealed on the Drew Barrymore show that her dream is to one day play the princess of pop herself, Britney Spears, in a future biopic. She told the host, quote, Growing up in the public eye, watching her videos, watching interviews of how when she was younger, I mean, same thing for you, referring to Drew, I see the scramble for words during interviews and I don't know her, but when I look at pictures of her, I feel like I could tell her story in the right way and hers only. You can watch Brown discuss playing Spears and how Eleven is the feminine version of E.T. in the clip at EW.com. Aaron Carter's final project will be a role in the pilot of a sitcom centered on mental health. The musician, who was found dead at his home in Lancaster, California on November 5th at the age of 34, wrapped filming last month on a pilot for Group, 
an indie sitcom set in group therapy and centered on mental health advocacy. Director and writer Brian Farmer said production received blessing from Carter's management to move forward and intend to complete the project in his honor. The pilot is in post-production and will be shopped around to networks. And Leslie Phillips, the English comedy actor known for his role in the Carry On films and more internationally recognized as the voice of the sorting hat in Harry Potter, died Monday. He was 98. Phillips began his career in the 1930s, marked by bit parts in films like Lassie from Lancashire and The Citadel. He would go on to appear in more than 200 projects across film, television, and radio. For more on all of these stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Family comes first on our number three pick today. The new series, The Montaners, centers on a Venezuelan family of musicians and actors headed by a pillar of the Latin music industry, Ricardo Montaner. Him and his wife, Marlena, raised a close-knit family made up of their eldest son, Ricky, who's about to be married, their middle son, Mao, who's about to have a baby. The two make up the successful Latin pop duo, Mao y Ricky. And the Montaner's youngest daughter, actress Eva Luna, is expecting her first child with husband and singer-songwriter Camilo. Catch up with their very busy and entertaining lives on the debut of their new reality series, The Montaner's, streaming now on Disney+. Plus. Number two. All right, folks, it all comes down to this. The season five finale of The Handmaid's Tale promises to be intense after last week's episode ended with a shooting at a memorial service in Canada honoring those lost in the Gilead raid. Tensions have been mounting in the country all season, but will June and her family be able to write it out or will they have to take refuge somewhere else? Would they consider Lawrence's new Bethlehem idea? And what happened to Serena and her baby after they seemingly escaped the clutches of the Wheelers? Everyone is at a crossroads, and since this is The Handmaid's Tale, no one is safe. Here's a preview of what's to come. June was at the rally. The eyes do see. She's fighting for a daughter. This is what happens in a fight. You cannot stay here indefinitely. I'll look like a fool taking her in. You would be the model of forgiveness and grace. I need to know you'll keep her safe. I will do everything I can. And that's not good enough. Oh boy. Well, the finale of The Handmaid's Tale is streaming now on Hulu, and though this does mark the end of season five, the series has already been picked up for a sixth and final season. Praise be. It's trivia time! The Handmaid's Tale has a cast chock full of talented actors, with, of course, Elizabeth Moss, who plays June at the helm, winning the Emmy Award for Best Lead Actress in a Drama Series in 2017. Moss and her former co-star Alexis Bledel, who played Emily, both acted on another popular drama series. Which one was it? Gilmore Girls, Mad Men, or ER? Stick around for the answer and our number one pick. What to watch? We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. The Waleses, we'll call them, are at war for the new installment of The Crown. Season 5 of the Emmy-winning series follows the monarchy from 1991 to 1997, after the royals have already experienced their fair share of scandal. And there's more to come. Season 4 explored the beginning of Charles and Diana's rocky relationship, and this season will see that journey get even tougher through infidelity and pressures from the public and inside the palace for Diana to be something she's not, and ultimately how that all led to their marriage's demise, a divorce heard around the world. Here's a preview. In light of the events of the last 12 months... Perhaps I have more to reflect on than most. The royal family is in genuine crisis. Have royal scandals damaged the country's reputation? The House of Windsor should be binding the nation together, setting an example of idealized family life. It's a situation that cannot help but affect the stability of the country. For years, I've called for a more modern monarchy that reflects the world outside. I don't think it's my behavior that's threatening its survival. You, as future king, have a duty. People will never understand how it's really been for me. I never stood a chance. She's at breaking point because of the way she feels she's been treated. They see her as a threat. Remember the one condition, the one rule. You remain loyal to this family. You mean silent? Yes, it's a system, for better or for worse. We're all stuck in it. It feels it's all about to erupt. She opens her mouth and hand grenades come out. She wants to tear down the temple. Let's go for it. What the hell is she doing? I won't go quietly. I'll battle till the end. Our glories belong to the past. And the world will move on. And we'll be left with nothing. How did it come to this?
Well, besides seeing her tumultuous relationship with Charles, we get a glimpse into what life was like for Diana when she was raising her two young boys, beginning the philanthropic work that would be her legacy, and even her trend-setting fashion choices. Playing Diana this season is Elizabeth Debicki, while Dominic West is the new Charles. For EW's cover story on the new season, he told us about creator Peter Morgan's approach to the dissolution of their marriage. He's sort of in his prime and also at probably the lowest point of his life in that he's he's going through a divorce uh, um, um, and obviously very public, painful divorce. Because of what happened to Diana and because of their failed marriage, he is in many people's minds the villain of, of the piece. And I also think there's in any divorce, there are two sides and very much so in this divorce, there were two sides and if you read um, the side that uh, comes from Diana's people, he is, you know, he's the villain. And I think uh, Peter's script reflected that in part and reflected also what was coming out of um, Charles's um, side. I think in this case, you could see where both sides were coming from and that neither was, neither and both were to blame. In addition to West and Debicki, the new season stars Imelda Staunton as Queen Elizabeth, Jonathan Price as Prince Philip, and Leslie Manville as Princess Margaret. Watch the new season of The Crown streaming now on Netflix, and be sure to check out EW.com for all your crown needs. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. The Handmaid's Tale star Elizabeth Moss and her former co-star Alexis Bledel both acted on another popular drama series. Was it Gilmore Girls, Mad Men, or ER? Well, the question's really about the women here, but the show was Mad Men. Moss, of course, played secretary-turned-copywriter Peggy Olsen, and Bledel played Beth Dawes. And uh, here's another Handmaid crossover for you. Bradley Whitford appeared in Bladell's The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants as a father. And one more bonus fun fact for you, Moss and Whitford, of course, both starred on The West Wing. Well, that, folks, is our show for today. We will have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Executive Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Today's episode of What to Watch was written by Callie Shep, edited by Sammy Junio, produced by Ashley Boucher, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson. What to Watch.